Thanks for joining us for this episode of Old Men Know Stuff. Here's your host, Dan Witham. Hey, everybody. Welcome again to our Old Men Know Stuff podcast. Uh, this is episode number 11, and we're so glad that you're with us. Hope you've been with us before. And as you know, as we start these podcasts, I always like to camp out on wisdom because it's the chief thing. And um, uh, this time it's uh, our wisdom nugget for the day comes from Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 6. I'm going to put my on my old men need glasses for our old men podcast reading of his word. This wisdom nugget comes from chapter 2. My son, if you will receive my words and hide my commandments within you, so that you uh, incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out after knowledge and lift up your voice for understanding, if you're seeking, uh, then, if, now, then, then shall you have understanding and the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Who doesn't want to find the knowledge of God? And then verse 6, for the Lord, after you've found the knowledge of God, for the Lord gives wisdom. Out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Um, and we thank you, Lord, for the reading of your word there. Um, today, we've got a very special uh, a podcast. Sheila is on the road. Uh, and uh, let's dial her in right now. Sheila, you there? I am here. Hey, everybody. Hey, babe. It's so good to see you. Good to see you, too. Uh, we're going to be talking I about just one of tell everyone, Danny and I can't FaceTime when I'm on the road because he doesn't have an iPhone. So maybe everybody would like to encourage him to get an iPhone. Just a thought. <laughs> Somehow that bothers you, but uh, it bother me. I'm quite happy with my phone and I don't feel like learning iPhones. So <laughs> leave me alone. No, I'm just kidding. Um, as I was going to say, um, uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, part two, if you will on one of the main principles in the Bible. And if you want to be maxed, used by God, used to the maximum by God, uh, you go through this process because uh, we have several times, many times, and almost every biblical character that I can think of. And today we're going to talk about Jacob and Peter, one Jacob out of the Old Testament, Peter out of the New. On the, and the, the issue is the um, brokenness. Uh, it's a life-changing uh, event that occurs in your life. If you want your life to count and to um, uh, push you forward, propel you into your God-given uh, destiny. So last episode 10 was brokenness, the principle, and the promise. And today we're going to talk about um, uh, after brokenness, what then? After brokenness, what then? Well, what is brokenness? Um, brokenness is simply... Um, God's way, uh, putting it in real life, spiritual terms, uh, God's way of getting us to deal with or getting our attention uh, in a certain area of our, of our life that he would like to see uh, fixed. Uh, he's pinpointed a, a, an area of our life that he'd like to be, see fixed. And uh, by fixing it, it would propel your life forward to achieve your purpose and destiny. So again, brokenness is an area of our life, a weakness that um, God has identified. He wants it to fix. fix. And uh, several of the ways he does that, uh, Sheila, is 
He does it through disappointment. He does it through delays. He does it through what we feel like in a daily life we hit a brick wall. Um, and especially uh, I have found in my life um, when we're disobedient and, oh, gosh, you really don't want me to do that. I'm going to put that off. No, I don't want to do that. I'm going to put that off. Uh, what's your thoughts on that, Sheila? I think God uses brokenness to get us to where he wants us to be, um, to prepare us for what he wants to do with us and to get ourselves out of the way. You know, sometimes we're so busy doing what we think we're, quote, called to do or just doing our thing, whether it's in business or family or what, that we don't, you know, we don't consider God to the degree that we think we might. And so I think he allows circumstances um, to come our way to maybe slow us down, to get our attention. Um, brokenness isn't always some, you know, life, um, life catastrophe. Sometimes it's just, you know, it's something small that does, you know, he says, you know, I will make you lie down by green pastures. And so sometimes he has to get our attention. He has, he has to lie us down, lay us down. Um, and so I, I, I think he does that, but always with the intent of our best good in mind, because he always wants the best for us. His plans and purposes for our life are always the best, far exceeding anything that, you know, as the word says in Ephesians, that we can think or even imagine, he, his plans are for us. So sometimes he just has to get us out of the way of ourselves so he can, you know, put us on the path to be able to fulfill and do what he's called us to do. So it doesn't have to be something major. It can be, but it could be a little, um, let, let's say we're settled, we're comfortable in our lifestyle mm -hmm. and we're comfortable in what he called us to do, but we feel that period of our life coming to a conclusion that God is nudging us forward into uh, further destiny, if you would, with what he plans for our life. Mm -hmm. Have you ever experienced that? Oh, yeah, right now. And, you know, I think we talked a little bit about this on another episode, and that's the comfort zone. You know, I think, like, I, I did a little quote, I think, on our last episode where, you know, comfort zones can be obviously comfortable. They can be beautiful, but nothing lives there. You know, nothing grows there, I should say. So I think when we're in our comfort zones, we don't grow. So if we're not growing, then we're not in God's will for our life because God's will and purpose for us is to grow every day. And whether that's growing um, in, you know, what we're doing, serving him, growing in him. And I think ultimately we just have to give him um, and, and recognize that maybe we don't always, but we he needs to and we need to allow him to impact our hearts so that he becomes our heart you know he what's in he our become, heart, he becomes lord he becomes lord exactly so that you know what i know one of my prayers every day is lord let you know let what hurts you hurt me so that we can feel and we can love with the heart of the lord and that's you know, that's that's ultimate. That's what he wants for us, because when we're doing that, if everybody truly loved and could have the compassion and love that the Lord has, if we could have that toward each other, then there would be no issues in the world. Because if we truly walked in love, 
then everything would be good in the world. And so, you know, our heart's cry should be, um, as a Christian, that we that we give him that space in our heart and in our lives. Um, I think that brokenness, whether large, like I said, it could be a life situation, life transforming, or any change from where we are to where we need to be, that is God nudging us to propel uh, ourselves forward into his destiny for us. So we embrace it. It's Are we fearful about it? Yeah. <laughs> but we do it anyway, remember? Yeah, it's scary. Even this podcast, we said before, it's it's scary to me. You're vulnerable. But you know what? When you are really... But it's, but it's all for the bottom line as we pray the Lord's Prayer, and I shared it in episode 10, and we pray it every day. It's it's not our will, but thy will be done. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. So when you really get to the point with like, God, I want to serve you with everything I am. It doesn't matter because it's not about us. It's not about you. It's about God in you. So let let him be God in you so you can do everything that he's created you to do. And he gets the glory for it. When it's not about us, it doesn't matter. And, and that's a freeing. Last episode 10 that you weren't with us, we talked in detail about King David and and what he went through in brokenness. Psalm 51, the great psalm that I recommend everybody go back to that talks about what is pleasing to God is a broken uh, spirit and a contrite heart. And he lays out the reasons. But um, in the Old Testament, uh, Sheila, the book of uh, um, Genesis 32, Jacob uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Jacob was a twin of Esau. Actually, mm-hmm. Jacob came out second. And uh, he um, pulled a fast one on his twin brother Esau with his father Isaac, and um, he took the blessing away from uh, Esau. Long in the shard, Esau got upset, chased uh, 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 Jacob for a long time. Jacob was on the run. They were at the brook Jabbok, and it was told to him that uh, Jacob, that here comes Esau, I believe it was with 400 people, and we're still talking brokenness here. So Jacob was was on the run from what he shouldn't have done, uh, didn't go back and fix it. He's at the brook Jacob. Um, his uh, wives and uh, wife and, and children cross over the Jacob. Bottom line is he was there alone, and it says uh, it was night. And guess what happens to Jacob? Here comes uh, uh, the Lord. And it says the Lord wrestled with Jacob. Anybody ever wrestled with God all night? It says scripture actually says in Genesis 32 that Jacob wrestled with God all night. And as the morning was approaching, uh, God smote him on his thigh so that uh, Jacob always walked with a limp. And uh, without getting into too much detail, it's the reason why um, uh, Jews don't eat uh, the, 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 the sinew of the, of the thigh to this day. It's a memorial. Long and the short is Jacob wrestled with God. And as I said, Sheila, um, have you ever wrestled all night? Probably a time or two. Um, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not anything I want to share publicly. But yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. In other words, God, in other words, God got Jacob's attention. He got his attention exactly. But what I think is interesting in that 
is that after that, Jacob walked with a limp. And I think sometimes God allows that. You know, we go through situations and we wrestle with God and we have a scar or we have a limp. And, you know, we can see it. We can see the manifestation of it. If we have a scar, we can see it. But there's not pain associated with it because once, you know, once God touches a situation and we give it all to him, he he heals it. You know, so we may we may walk with a limp as a remembrance, you know, maybe to to remember, hey, we don't go back there or also just to remember what God did for us. And I think everything we go through in life, when we go through a situation like that and we have a scar that we can see or we walk with a limp and we but we remember God delivered us. We remember that moment with God. And that is what builds our faith. And that's the beauty of being an old man or an older woman, I think, is that our faith, like I have great faith. You know, I believe in 10 miracles before breakfast every day because we know God's faithfulness. You know, we know he'll do what he says he'll do. We know he's never going to leave us or forsake us. We know he's always going to be there. So when we go do go through times of brokenness, you know, I think we it it's just it's easy because we we know that it's for our own good. <laughs> That's yes. where I disagree with you. I I don't think brokenness for you. Oh guys. <laughs> I know your spirit, but I don't I don't believe that brokenness uh, in its uh, at nuclear ground, spiritual nuclear ground zero. I don't believe brokenness is easy. I, I don't think it was easy for David. I don't think it was easy for Moses. I don't think it was easy for Jacob wrestling all night and get bopped in his thigh. And I don't think it was for easy for Peter. And I want to go there next. If you okay, well, let me just say I wasn't saying that it's easy. Yeah. I, but but I think when you're going through it, I, I don't know. Like I. I don't know. Like I've been so broken for so long. Like, I think I, I told you, I'm like, well, I don't know if I can talk about brokenness because, you know, I feel like I've always been broken. So I had to be built up and restored by the Lord to be able to do anything in life. But it's not that it's easy. I'm not saying that it's easy, but when you walk through it, you have confidence that he's going to bring you out of it. You don't, he doesn't leave your side through brokenness. You just know it's a process, not that you enjoy, but you know you're going to come out the other side and, and you're going to be closer to him as a result of it. Yeah, I wrote down in the last episode, it's a, the Lord gave this, uh, it's a process that produces pain. Yep. Okay, but that pain propels you towards your purpose. Absolutely. It's, it's a gentle nudge by um God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit through the Holy Spirit to nudge you toward your destiny. Yeah. Watch this, watch Sometimes this. it's more than a nudge. <laughs> it's painful, <laughs> like Jacob. But watch watch this one out of the New Testament. Peter's yeah. a good example of brokenness. He was a, a boastful, loud, three and a half years with Jesus. He was a superhero. He was the leader of the band. And then what happens? Uh the Lord's approaching uh, the cross. He's actually um, the night before he looks at Peter. He says, Hey, Peter, um, uh, 
you're going to deny me three times uh, before the cock crows because <laughs> you kidding me not me and uh he says yeah satan's satan wants to uh i i have a little bit of inner knowledge that satan has come to the throne room of god the accuser of the brethren and he wants to sift you like wheat sift you like wheat so i pray that your faith doesn't fail sure enough uh, cock, Peter denies him three times in Luke 22 and other Gospels. And um, the cock crows. And watch this one. Uh, a, little, a little verse that I, uh, that I stumbled across. I actually didn't pop out, but a little verse in there says that the, uh, uh, he denied three times. The cock crew, uh, crows. Watch this. Jesus is on his way to Golgotha now. Okay. And he turns in the court. It's like probably in the court of Pilate. And he turns after uh, the cock crows, and he turns, and it says, the Lord looked at Peter. Mm. Can you imagine that look? The, I'm, the, the, the obliterating look at that time of this once proud, boastful uh, disciple that uh, now... Jesus looked at him in his failure. Your your thoughts on that? Whoa, I. I it was Peter. Know. It was Peter's broken state. He, it was his the old and, the ultimate brokenness. Yeah, and it was Peter's broken state, and it was for the reason for uh, God knew that he would get through it, but he had to be. God used Satan to sift him as wheat to increase his faith, and then to be what he was supposed to be for the that 5,000 souls would come to the kingdom as soon as he was now uh, headed into his, into his destiny, not in his flesh, but at the, at the, with the Spirit of the Lord. Right. And, and I, you know, I, I, can't, I can't imagine the thought, the feeling, the emotion that he felt at that moment. Um, I don't know. You know, I wonder, I wonder what he did feel. I wonder if he, at that point, do you think he was, he, he obviously knew what he had done. Do you think he felt God's love at that point when Jesus gave, looked back at him? If, what, if, what if, it, yeah. If the Lord Jesus Christ ever looked at you, do you think you'd feel his love? You know? Yeah. So, so he had so many emotions. That's what I'm saying. He had so many emotions at that moment, you know, doubt, shame, obviously, but, but while he was feeling shame and remorse, I'm sure he was feeling, he was feeling love. And so he, at, at that moment, he, is that when he was propelled into his future? Well, let me give you the verse, uh, the scripture that, that gives you the picture of where, where Peter was at that point. It's in John 12, and it's really not just about Peter. It's about all of us. Uh, verse 24 and 25, it says, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. If you stay the way you were, you're going to abide alone. But if you die to yourself, I'm adding yourself, you'll bring forth much fruit. Mm -hmm. If the, the, the next verse, if you love your life, you'll lose it. But if you dislike your life in this world and change, you'll keep it 
to life eternal. I think that um, Peter, in his brokenness, uh, discovered that his old life was um, not all of that, and a bag of chips, as they say, and that uh, God showed him by his spirit uh, coming into agreement that it was now God's will, perfect will, that he now had power to be the leader of the disciple band. Yeah, and isn't that what brokenness really is? Like, to me, that's it in a nutshell. It doesn't mean if you get you know, I mean, broken so that you're out of commission, that you're, a, you know, ashamed, you're embarrassed, you're, whatever the world situation is, that you're broken. But brokenness really means, okay, God, I've emptied myself out and you fill me up. So it's giving our total will and our being and everything about us to the Lord. That's where broken, like our not obviously physically, but our spirit is broken. Our self-will is broken and given over to him. It's and divine, then it's, it's, it's such it's, a freeing thing to be broken because then it doesn't matter because it's we realize once we're broken, it's not about us. Yeah, it's a divine exchange. It is a divine exchange. That's it's, the best way to say what broken it's is. your will, your will for his will. For Pretty his simple. Will. Watch yeah. this. Uh, we're going to pray here in a minute. I'm going to ask you to pray, but... I wanted to play this song. I don't know why, because the Holy Spirit said to. Okay. Pray that uh, right now, Sheila and I pray that the Lord will touch you as you're listening, as you're watching, uh, that his spirit will touch you and that you will go forward with a right spirit, a spirit of his will and his way and not yours. Um, we uh, have attempted to bring you through a powerful <laughs> South Florida rain and lightning storm, uh, technical difficulties, but we humbly ask you to uh, surrender your will to his will. Mm -hmm. Sheila, you want to pray? Sure. Lord, we just thank you for... We thank you for every person that's listening, that's watching. 
Lord, we thank you for the opportunity just to touch even one life with your love. And Lord, I would just ask that for everyone who knows you, Lord, and they confess you as their Lord and Savior, but maybe they have grown cold or they really haven't allowed you to be all that you can be in their life. Lord, let them seek you with their whole heart. Lord, because I know it's your desire for everyone to live in fullness on this earth, because when we do that, we we can be all that you called us to be, Lord. And we know that greater is he that lives within us than he that's within the world. So, Lord, let us just seek you, Lord, with everything that we have. Give us a desire. Let us be on fire for you and for telling the world about you because your great, great love is available to everyone. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy, your grace, your spirit. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for leading us, guiding us, and using the principle of brokenness in our lives to nudge us forward to where you want us to be. And uh, we're so very grateful for that. Yes, yeah, Sheila and I thank you for being with us today on uh, this episode of uh, Old Men Know Stuff. And we look forward to having you next time. We trust it's been a blessing to you. Bye, everybody. God bless you. Thanks for watching and listening. Take care. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Old Men Know Stuff. For more information, go to oldmennowstuff.com.